Right, so I found a, a, a rather echoey little spot to sit and chat with Joe Posey. Hi, Joe. Hello, Kira. Hello. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to chat to me for our very first episode um, of the show. We, I, I'm really interested in what you're doing at the moment. So can you give, can you give me a, just a quick outline of what your role is, what your job is and what you do? I am a nutritionist and most of my role at the moment seems to be talking, talking, talking about menopause. That job has become an awful lot easier post Davina. Yeah. She seemed to make it acceptable to talk about menopause. Prior to that, people were starting to get interested, but it was still a conversation that would attract titters, I suppose, or I would... I would talk with corporates, and that's probably what I'm doing with 50% of my time at the moment, is working with various bodies in their lunch and learn sessions and educating around how they can support their employees and, and what everyone needs to know, because an awful lot of women arrive at midlife not having a clue what to expect because there hasn't been the so discussion. We, yeah, I mean, it's funny that, that we, like, it's great that Davina did that show, isn't it? Mm. Because people started talking more. But you, you'd think we're talking about something that affects like one in a hundred people. It's you know, insane. It, it, we, we don't talk about it much and it's certainly not a fashionable discussion. And it's, it's interesting that you're doing a lot of work in the, the corporate world because, um, I, I was I was looking at the financial impact of menopause and and what it has on the community around us. And I was looking at like how you know, one in five women leave the workplace mm. um early and that, that's a huge financial impact actually. Um that's a lot of knowledge. That's people who've been in business for a long time who've got a huge amount of knowledge mm. that is then lost because because why? Because they're menopausal, because they're not receiving the, the, the assistance or the... I don't, I don't know, what, what can they... What can they... What can we do to stop women leaving the workplace because of perimenopause and menopause? Have the discussions. Make it acceptable to have the discussions. Educate your staff on just how severe some of those symptoms can be. And stop it being either a taboo subject or one that is considered a bit of a joke. Mm. And then put those steps in place. And they can be really, really simple things. Like giving a woman in menopause that is struggling with hot flushes. And we know that hot flushes and the effects of them can be one of the most debilitating symptoms in the workplace because people are massively embarrassed about the fact that they're having a hot flush. They can't talk about it. And then they're possibly getting very sweaty, feeling incredibly uncomfortable and Mm. just feeling as if... And self-conscious. Yeah, incredibly self-conscious, like everyone's noticing because it's so overpowering to them. Yeah. Um, But providing that member of staff with a desk fan 
or letting them sit by a window that opens can make a world of difference. And actually just in knowing that those conversations are allowable and that you won't be viewed negatively as a woman in menopause can go a long way to improving a woman's confidence and feeling that she's still valued. Yeah. So things like, as I say, like desk fans, um, allowing a woman potentially to shift her working hours. So if you know that this individual is struggling with her sleep, Mm. letting her work have a later start and Mm. later finish, or allowing her to work from home if possible. For those days, a woman in perimeno um, might have horrendously heavy periods. So for those days where she's possibly flooding, allow her to work from home. That's easy. Not looking askance at regular toilet breaks. Making sure that she's got access to cold water. Again, going back to the hot flushes. Um, But just knowing that your colleagues are educated and that your condition fits within the overall occupational health policy yeah is is you know can be a real can be a real game changer for a lot of women so it sounds like your chats with um with the corporate world Mm. are like it's quite practical advice that you're giving well that in truth that is a very quite a relatively recent add-on what i have been doing more up until very recently is it's that piece around culturally why don't we talk about it where have we been in terms of those cultural representations of women in their 50s and you know we're looking at the battle axe the crone the nag etc etc so nobody wants to be that demographic <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. yeah nobody wants to put their hand up to that so again that's another thing that has caused women to stay very quiet yeah because it's a joke to be a woman in menopause or at least has been um so i start looking at that and then i go into the physiology of exactly what's happening in the body in terms of hormones where you've been through a relatively predictable cycle into what is anything but once when you go into perimeno and then what's happening when you come out the other side. What the range of the symptoms can be, how debilitating they can be. Most of us are on a spectrum. Some of us sail through it. Others, it's horrendous um, and utterly life-changing. So understanding where we might sit. So a lot of that conversation in the workplace is is about just understanding what menopause is and starting to grow some level of like um, sympathetic thought. Yeah, just some empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that it does, of course, it affects 51% of of the population. Like you say, it's not something that happens to just one in a hundred people. Yeah, I know, yeah. (laughs) That's how much time and energy it often gets isn't it it's like a yeah. rarity um what one thing i'm really interested in is when you go into a workplace does everyone attend or is it an optional thing and then obviously well it's not obvious but my question is leading to do you speak to as many men about menopause as you do women no is that because the workplace asks you just to speak to the women or do the men not come for the conversation because they feel like it doesn't affect them or what what happens what what are your ratios like in your conversation and why do you know i'm definitely seeing a shift when i first started doing this work and i'm genuinely talking about a time when 
the suggestion of it in the workplace would be greeted with, you're not, you're not, doing, a, you're not doing a lunch and none on that, are you? Oh, right, okay. All <laughs> right. So excited. Yeah. Um, to now it being, oh, yes, we definitely need to cover, we need to cover menopause. Um, and up until very recently, it was always just women. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the women preferred it that way because they wanted that more private space to be able to ask the questions. Sure, yeah. Um, but I am seeing, which I think is a good thing, I am seeing a lot more men coming along and a lot more variety in the ages coming along. And I do encourage that because we know, all the evidence tells us that the more we know in advance as women, the better our experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. If we're going into it forewarned and forearmed. And if particularly we get our ducks in a row health-wise in the run-up to it, yeah. then your chances are so much better for yeah. actually finding this quite manageable overall. So it sounds like um, it sounds like we need two. You need you need people need we all need two sessions. You need that that safe space with women to be able to ask the questions that you need to ask and to mm. listen about the subject and to be able to speak in a way that in in a in a safe zone. But also, actually, the entire workplace kind of needs to listen up as well because it, if fifty one percent of people are going to experience this. There isn't really anyone that can say menopause doesn't affect me. Yeah. Because because there's no way that either you that you don't have um, a wife or a mum or or daughters or a work colleague mm. or somebody that you regular interact regularly interact with. Yeah. I mean, unless you're living in a monastery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So you you were just saying there about um, having all your ducks in a row. And it made me think, what, what does that look like? What can women do to put their ducks in a row? Like, so I'm 37, mm-hmm. and I, I, as far as I'm aware, I'm not perimenopausal, but it's not unlikely that I will start to have some sort of symptoms in the next five years, right, mm-hmm. statistically. So for me, what could I do to put all my ducks in a row to, to give me not an optimum experience because I feel like nobody knows how you're going to sail through it, right? And it, you can't be judgmental and say, oh, well, that's because you didn't employ X, Y, Z. Yeah. But what can I do to make, to give me the foundations that I need to have my best possible experience at going through perimenopause and menopause? Well, my one, in my one-to-one work, it is all very much about looking at that woman's individual environment. Okay. Um... So everyone is, everyone is different. There are some commonalities though, and I think there are some factors that really do apply to all of us, almost despite our best efforts. Um, you know, Kira, I have, you know, I, I, have written, I have written an ebook, which is a free resource, which is for, effectively, it's for, it's for everyone. But, First and foremost, for any woman in menopause, it's, it's, you have to, you have to manage your stress. There are no two ways about it. And I know it's very, very easy to say. And most women will roll their eyes at that statement because, yeah, well, you We've come and live my life. We've got so much to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. But we know that the stress response hijacks of course it raised cortisol levels yeah and, um, and the down regulation of all those other systems in the body 
and the association with the chronic stress that most of us are living with, the association of that with greater incidence of hot flushes, greater levels of anxiety, gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. And these, to be honest, these, this could be... This could affect anyone. We're not just talking about women in menopause. But when you add into the overall picture that massive shift Mm -hmm. in in your hormone levels, effectively, you're going through puberty in reverse. And we all remember how disruptive and discombobulating puberty was. Yeah, Yeah. do a whole show on that as well. Yeah, but then on top of what, you know, your pubescent experience, you have decades of wear and tear. You have a likelihood is you've got a great deal more responsibility um so you're adding all that into the overall picture so we really do need to look at self-care and it can be things as simple as doing some some breath work and i talk about this all the time but if we can just slow down our breathing and have that longer exhalation than inhalation, then we know that takes us out of fight or flight and puts us into rest and repair, which is where we want to be and which is where we should be the vast majority of the time. So for someone who's never done that before, who's, who's never looked at their breath work, does that mean going to yoga? Does that mean doing some meditation or mindfulness? Like what... What does that look like? It could do. And yoga, mindfulness, meditation, these are all fantastic tools. Brilliant, brilliant tools. If you are someone that spends time at the gym and has been very cardio-focused, it makes an enormous amount of sense um, for your both physical and your mental well-being to incorporate some kind of more passive work into it, something that is going to be much more relaxing. But you don't have to go to a class to do it. You can just go through an exercise where you count the number of the count, you count up to, say, five on your inhalation and then you count out to seven on your exhalation. So this you... is something that you could do at various points in the day? Exactly, yeah. Like it's... a positive version of going for a cigarette because you're stressed out. You can go and do some breathing work, yes. right? Oh, and it's free and it's probably a lot less damaging, yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly a lot less damaging. Yes, it's absolutely, it's a positive version of a cigarette break. That's a brilliant way of thinking about it. An awful lot of us <laughs> arrive in our cars at work in the morning stressed out because there was some idiot that doesn't know how to use a roundabout on the way into work. And we, you know, we arrive with you know, gripping the, the steering wheel. Before we get out of the car, do some breath work. Start the day with that positive intention. If you've had a stressful episode at work, you might have argued with somebody or you've just got far too much in your in-tray or another of those email arrives, whatever it is, take two minutes, do some breath work. Before you eat, super important to be in rest and repair before you're about to eat. Most of us eat on the run. Yeah. It's, we're talking two minutes just to calm down. We've all got two minutes. I feel like that two minutes of breathing might also stop you from diving headfirst into the biscuit tin. So true. Yeah, with the stress and you're like, I can't take this anymore. I need to eat five broken digestives out of the shared work biscuit tin which you know that at home you would never do um but you somehow fall into these habits especially when you're at work because you're stressed and there's so much it's just yeah negative coping strategies right okay so i do know that you've written an ebook because um i asked you to give me um 
uh, a leaflet so that so that patients of mine that come to see me could access this ebook, mm. um, which is awesome, and I've been able to hand out um, information so that people can go on and look at it. And it's brilliant because it's a free piece of work, um, so it's it's there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- what what's in the ebook, and um, how do people get it? Okay, what's in the ebook? Um, is six steps so six things to do pretty much for everybody to actually get to grips with with your symptoms and lessen the impact of them so number one is go see your GP or or your practice nurse thank you (laughs) because there are certain symptoms that we might be experiencing that can be linked to vitamin deficiencies yeah. So we go along and we get our we get our iron levels checked, our B12 checked, our folate checked. Particularly if we are tired all the time, yeah. then it's you know it's it makes sense to get these levels checked because if yeah. we've got easy fixes, let's have, have them. them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good point actually because you you know it, there's a lot of very tired women. Yeah, I think we're all tired and sometimes secretly I hope it's the vitamin B12 deficiency because then I can fix it and that yeah. would be so great and it's not just that I'm woken up many times a night by a three-year-old um, <laughs> but it's a really good point like if you are really exhausted and you've not had those checks done mm. if there's a chance that you do you know your, your vitamin b12 can have a massive impact on your um, levels of energy and, and feeling exhausted and your mental health and it's such an easy fix. Such an easy fix. Same, and, same with folate. An awful lot yeah. of us don't get enough of folate in our diet. Yeah. And, and again, that is going to have a negative effect upon our energy levels. If you've had very heavy periods throughout perimeno, then it makes absolute sense to take a look at your iron levels. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that's the first one. And also, at that time, potentially have the conversation about hormone therapy. Yeah. Have, you know, regardless of if you think, actually, that's not for me, or I'm curious, or yes, I definitely want that, I think every woman should have access to that, a sensible conversation. Yeah, well, the whole point is, you know, I mean, I'm very much like, get your HRT, get your HRT, but re- really, the, the, what it needs to be is, get your information and have the opportunity to make an informed choice about what's best for you. Absolutely. And take it or leave it, but mm. do that because that's the choice that you've made. Yeah. Rather than you never had access to it in the first place or somebody gave you misinformation one way or the other, right? So yeah. there's, there's, many, there's many ways to come to, to look at problems and you can take multiple approaches or take the one that fits you best. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm... I am absolutely, you know, very often people, as, you know, as, because I'm a nutritionist, people expect me to be anti-medications. Of course, absolutely, I am not. It's all about, as you say, best outcomes for the individual. And HRT can be a fantastically useful tool. And as women, we should have access to all these tools. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not suitable for everybody. And it's not... And this is a message I do try to get out. It's not a future health insurance policy. Mm. And it's not necessarily going to resolve all of your symptoms. So whether you're taking it or not, checking your iron levels, managing your stress levels, 
moving your body, these are all things that are going to improve your long-term health outcomes. And oh, that's yeah. what I'm all about. It's not just for today or for tomorrow. It's positioning you so you have all the tools you need to actually age really, really well. Because we age really badly in the West. Yeah, we and do, we don't, don't need to. Yeah. We really don't need to. We have all the tools at our disposal to actually have really happy, healthy, long lives. Yeah. So, um, so, so sorry, yes, yeah, so it's then movement. We've all got to shift our bums. Yeah. Most of us are far too sedentary. Um, and then it's looking at actually... Again, something that women, as women, we're really bad at is being just that bit selfish okay. and making time for yourself. And again, then, then this will have really positive repercussions for your mental health okay. and, and just your identity, because that's another thing that can get lost in menopause. Women just wondering, who the hell am I anymore? So actually, it sounds a bit like your ebook is not just for those who are struggling with menopause, but those who are just... Well, it kind of sounds like it's a good idea for everyone in many ways. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. But it's, you know, for someone who, who feels that they're doing pretty okay through menopause, it's still an active tool to kind of level up your wellness. 100%. 100%. And of course food is, is in there. Of course it is. You know, we should all be eating more real food, for want of an expression, food that actually is recognisably from a farmer rather than stuff that comes in boxes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'd love to do a whole show on that as well. Like, I'm a huge, well, I don't know if believe is the right word, but, you know, food is so, such an important part of who we are because that's, that's what's going in. That's what you're going to get back, you know. That's, yeah, absolutely. You know, Our bodies don't work in isolation. They're amazing, amazing structures. We are all astonishing beings yeah. but we need to give our bodies the raw materials to do what they need to do I've already mentioned folate most of us are deficient in, in that in our diet magnesium is another one yeah. massively important as a mineral responsible for hundreds of different reactions in the body the menopausal woman's friend yeah. absolutely um, because it has this wonderful calming quality most of us don't get enough magnesium in our diet so this is a perfect reason to make some time for yourself and run that hot bath pour in those magnesium salts 100% and then sit back with a, a decent happy magazine yeah have that lovely music on in the background light the candle chill out yeah. and you're ticking so many boxes see what happens for me is these little toddler fingers appear at the side <laughs> of the bath and then clothes fly off everywhere and then they jump but do you know what the joy of that is those magnesium salts are pretty good for the three-year-old too so well hopefully they'll calm her down yeah a night's sleep for it <laughs> yeah. so that's good so where where can we get your ebook that's what we want to know you can get it through my website so find life lessons nutrition and it is there, Thriving in Menopause is the ebook. So it's there, Life Lessons Nutrition, under the Resources tab. And please, everybody, everybody should download it, male or female, because it really does go across, across the board. So even if you're 30 and you mm. feel like menopause is someone else's problem, because it's funny when you're younger, isn't it? Everything feels like it's so far away. But oh, absolutely. If you're yeah. younger, What's that got to do with my life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll happen and it'll come quicker than you think. Um, even if you're younger, it's still worth looking at and having a read and just gaining what you can from Definitely. it. Definitely. Well, uh, if you are a woman that struggles through your menstrual cycle, 
every month for whatever reason your cycle is irregular um, it's very heavy it's very comes with lots of different symptoms um, effectively you know you're struggling with with PMS these tools are going to help you in that as well awesome. I really love the name of it thriving in menopause like it's so easy to think it's going to be surviving menopause and actually it doesn't have to be that no. does it? it doesn't have to be dragging yourself through treacle to try to keep going you know we can have a a, a great time and I just want to I want to add in here that um I learned recently that there's only one other animal that has menopause right and you probably know this already but mm-hmm. it's whales mm-hmm. yeah and the the matriarchal whales are so revered that having a period of their life where they're not procreating is important for the whole family because they're able to give their knowledge and their time and their energy to their entire family, right? Mm. So these really important figures have this menopausal time without being baby-making machines so that they can share all this important knowledge. And, and it really stuck with me because I think when we go through the menopause, a lot of us feel a little bit, um, you know, I've heard terms like washed up, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, some of the phrases that people attach to menopausal women, it, it, it doesn't feel... Often, for many of us, it doesn't feel great, you know. No, there is that element in our culture of that redundancy because if you're not able to procreate, then what's the point of you? Yeah, but imagine if we celebrated that and actually Mm -hmm. these are the the knowledge holders, you know. And um, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that that this part of our life is is a beautiful part of our life because we've learned so much, we've given so much and, and we're not spending it with crippling joint pain and incontinence and urine infections and general misery and we're actually having that opportunity to give that time to ourselves as well and you know say no a little bit and nourish our bodies and nourish our souls and kind of retire from baby making whilst really enjoying the rest of our life you know oh there's lots and lots of surveys that tell us that the happiest women are those in their 50s right yeah there's lots and there's lots of evidence the happiest women are single child free oh no the happiest (laughs) healthiest women and healthiest as well are single and child free the healthiest men are married right so what does that tell you yeah, women are, women are where it's at. <laughs> women are where it's at. Um, thank you so much, Joe, for talking to me um, and coming and sitting in this rather cold and damp little cave with me for a chat. Um, I would love to do this again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like there's so much to talk about. You could do an, you could do an entire series um, on this subject. I'm going to ask you for three small takeaways. Somebody's listening to the show. They feel like um, kind of lost in, in their own exhaustion and, and their symptoms and their feelings and actually flicking, going off and finding the ebook and printing it out and then reading it feels like too many tasks already. Um, what, what, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, 
What little steps could they take this week to get them to a space where going and finding the ebook and printing it off and having a read isn't too overwhelming? Go and make that doctor or nurse appointment. Okay. If you are just knackered all the time, go and make that doctor's appointment. Okay. Let's get those easy wins. Do your breath work. Stop and breathe. And the benefits, I promise you, will amaze you how different it will make you feel. I can see you searching I'm trying to develop that kind of mulling over two. It's like, right, okay, which is going to be the third? Which is going to be the third? And I should say, um, and again, most of us don't, but I should say, eat some more greens. Eat some more greens. But in terms of immediate wins and immediately feeling better, get outside, go for a walk. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a big one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, get outside. We are so fortunate here on the island to have so many beautiful green spaces and beaches. Get outside and make that time for yourself. Go and it doesn't have to be a power walk, does it? You're, no, you're exhausted. Go for a little bimble. Yeah, and your, your, your joints are hurting and you think, are you having a laugh? I'm not going for a walk. It hurts getting up and down on this chair. But actually, I, I mean, I, I've struggled before with having the motivation to go out and exercise. And what I remind myself is I have never in my life gone for a walk and then regretted it afterwards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're always like, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. And it that doesn't have to be a 10-mile hill no, climb. I say, and I'm not it. even talking about it necessarily being as exercise, in inverted commas. It's just moving your body, getting that fresh air, looking at the trees and the rocks on the beach and the sky. And I'm going into the woo space now. But <laughs> just being at, at one with the world and getting out of, out of your own head. Yeah. Yeah. And the benefits just in terms of your, your mental health and actually moving your body if you've got sore joints is the one thing you need to do. Yeah. So, so if, if you're really struggling to get moving, even if you could just walk across Laxi Prom yeah. and reward yourself with a cup of tea at the shed when you get to the other end, which is such a nice spot to yeah. sit and think, yeah. go me, I got out and I took yeah. that time Even if you myself. do nothing for the rest of the day, yeah. you, you know, I went for a walk. My day has not been wasted. Exactly. Thank you so much, Joe, for, for, for coming and talking to me and keep doing all the amazing stuff that you're doing just to have that conversation and make that noise. And if you're someone who's in a workplace that Joe is visiting and she's doing a seminar, go to it. And yes. especially go to it if you think, um, this is not relevant to me. <laughs> then even more so, you need to go to it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and listen up. Thank you.